Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetsBirds. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and back from his vacation in Maine, hanging out in the woods, drinking lots of beer. Maybe he even found a beach, folks. Who knows? Andy, how was it? Yeah, I found a lot of beaches. That whole place is a beach. Honestly, the the, the license plate say vacation land. Highly recommend. I ate nothing but seafood for a week. Drank a lot of good beers. A lot of Allagashies, man. Allagash White, how about you? They even had some, oh, God, what is, what's the brewery out on Nantucket? Cisco found that all over the place, too. Some good beers up there, great food. But, yes, I'm back. I missed, I missed daily betting. I still had a lot to sweat. It was nice getting home at night and watching Olympics until, you know, the whole family had gone to bed and I'm up watching beach volleyball and, you know, women's weightlifting and stuff. But it was fun to sweat that. Yeah, lots of lobster tails for me, Vegas refund. Vegas refund's the East Coast guy. He understands the seafood. But, yeah, the Olympics are over. I don't think it was live yesterday. Last night I watched part of the closing ceremonies. Didn't love it. I like the part where they pass it on to France and France freaks out. Like that, that's cool. But <laughs> otherwise, the closing ceremonies, you can keep them. I like the opening ceremonies because you get to everybody watching it, walks in. You get the guy from Tongo who's all oiled up. I don't know. So <laughs> we, uh, yeah, it didn't turn out, it didn't turn out too bad. We'll bring up this is the chart from when Drew was on. These are, fun, yeah, these are like the main consensus ones that. Him and I and a couple other people, honestly, there's a lot of people contributed to this behind the scenes because there was a lot of Olympic talk, but uh, three and two. And you know what? The the heaviest juice I laid was Japan under. That was the biggest sweat because so many things kept happening with the home home cooking. But yeah, South Korea never was close. That was dead off the bat. Australia had a good swim meet. That was real easy, honestly. That one was there as soon as the swimming went well because they had the sailing and a couple other things that were near locks. Honestly, Russia was kind of an easy one, too. We never really sweated that, even though it took until the last day or two to get there. But we just knew, you know, the the artistic gymnastics, the the rhythmic swimming, all that shit, those were coming through. Russia was a big one. Japan, yeah. Japan was the super sweaty one. Came down to the last day. The women's omnium which is some sort of collaboration of bike races that I still don't understand. That was one of my bigger positions. Very, very happy. That changed everything if that didn't come home. And then USA, we did this. So I laid pretty much two to one on over 46 and a half. Like you either have a good track meet or you don't, I guess. So I guess I'm glad I didn't bet the USA over 43 and a half at like, and right. laid juice on it. So I, I didn't lay any juice on it at least and never really was close. But like once, once the track meet started out that shitty, you kind of knew that was dead. And then Dan, yeah, Dan putting in the chat here, maybe the outside of, if you didn't have the Japan bet, I know a lot of people maybe had parlayed USA most medals or played it live later. You could have had that live down around minus 120 once, you know, things started to go sideways for us. I think it was maybe minus fifteen hundred before the Olympia had started. I was going to say it was close to minus two thousand. I think. Yeah, you're probably right on that. So, you could have got a better number on that late partway through the the Olympics and came down last two days. We nailed eight golds to steal it away from the Chinese um, and be on top. Go USA one more time. So hopefully, you had fun for the Olympics. And honestly, we're having the Olympics again in six months, man. Just because we're a week, you know, we're a year late, and the way the winter works. It's in February. So there's an Olympiad again in six months. Ready to get back at this. I love the Winter Olympics. We'll get back at it. And otherwise, yeah, don't, you, 
Did you, did you have any, I didn't pay attention to your tennis. Did you have anybody hanging around for the weekend this week? No, I just had Mertens. She was just got overwhelmed. She looked kind of tired and out of a funk. Dasha Kazakino kind of beat the pants off her, but a solid week kind of match to match. And we're back at it. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but it was a fun weekend. I'm excited to have tennis back in Canada. Again, we'll talk about that in a second, but the Olympics were pretty good. The golf was great. Um, I don't know if you had answer, but that was a lot of fun at the end. Yeah, that was one of my, I didn't, obviously it wasn't on the show, but I did, I said so much of my stuff is automated, I'll at least run outrights. I started, I started to do head-to-heads, and I had one that I really liked, and it was, gosh, it was the guy who withdrew. It was, oh, Garrick Higo. Higo <laughs> yeah. over sync, plus 160. I thought that was way off numbers. I think I had some really weird problems with the fact that Higo won a tournament and hasn't played well outside of that, but I almost played that. And I was kind of regretting it as I checked that one, and he was up by like three strokes, and then he withdrew in the fourth round. So I guess I dodged a bullet there. I did hit answer at fifty to one. It was awful nice. Very weird Sunday if you didn't pay attention to the golf. Bryson and Harris English were basically running away with things, and then both decided to shoot. I don't know what, like nine over on the back nine combined or something. It was it was a rough melt. Harris English had shots to get back into the playoff. It was looking like it was going to be a five man playoff for a bit. If not, possibly one of the guys, you know, taking it on the 17th or 18th hole ended up in a three-man playoff. And, yeah, Abraham answered absolute dart on the second playoff hole to put it right there. And nice little 50-1. to one. So I uh, I have some money to fire away this week. I, went, I did mean to ask you, that tournament doesn't have a cut. Did you change anything in your process or think about that at all? Because I thought that was honestly the most fun part was knowing everybody was going to play four days. I think that's what led to such – big scores in both directions. I mean, you kind of know that you're, you're going to make the cut. So did you make any changes for that? Does that mess things up for you at all? It does a little, not without rights with head to heads. It does change things because it, you know, you can't just end up with a winning a, a matchup on us on a Friday. And obviously there's fewer men. So it makes it tougher to find matchups just because there are fewer options. And we're going to get into a little more of that as we get into the FedEx playoffs here going forward as the fields will continue to get smaller after this week. Normal, normal field this week, um, but yeah, we'll get into some of that, and it, it does kind of change up. It's hard to bet on some of these, so I I did look at the Wyndham. I haven't looked too hard. Obviously, I'll play the course tomorrow. I got to find it on the Nintendo. I had to steal that back from the kids after they had it for the whole vacation. <laughs> a lot of Mario Party in the car, but yeah, just a, a few of the, the usual suspects. I mean, at the top of the board are the big names. I couldn't get behind anybody. Maybe some Usti, top 10, top 20, just because he's naturally re- refuses to not play well. He, he, he will not play bad, but he will not win. That's the two things he refuses to do. So maybe <laughs> Usti, top 20, even money or even mine. I'll see what that is. That might just be an auto bet. But Seamus Power, he won the uh, kind of an off brand tournament. Uh, about a month ago, I like him quite a bit still, especially I found some 45 to one. Maybe I did some shopping around after this. So do look around. Same thing with the uh, South African Charles Schwartzel. I found a 66 at a certain book. So look around there. Revy and armor. You're not going to find much better odds. Maybe a hundred on Revy if you really look, but Shez Revy is a guy I've played a couple times. Another long shot. I like some long shots in this one. You're going to get some narratives this week too, about the guys who are outside of the, it's like the must-win shit that you get for yeah. 
teams going down the stretch in any of the major sports. So to get into the FedEx playoffs, you have to be, I think, in the top 120. And there are a few guys that are right outside of that. And some of those guys, there's it's that's not worth giving them any sort of a bump. There are a few guys that are right there that actually I have kind of on the upward trajectory. I think I might be looking at using Ricky Fowler in some matchups this week. He has been playing Ooh. a little better, and he is on the outside looking in right now. So I, I think probably a little bit of motivation. I'm not sure if some of these guys who are already in, if they're not going to win this, I'm not sure what the motivation is, but yeah. And then Ryan Armour, 100 to 1. I didn't mention that. It's if you're listening on the podcast, you can't see the picture. So I better say it out loud. Four outrights, more stuff tomorrow. I will have matchups, full blog for this tournament. Although it's a lot easier just hitting an outright and not worrying about the rest. It's a lot smoother. I love outrights. You know me. So just much easier. And then you you guys explained prize picks to me. You guys started doing this while I was gone. I'm kidding. I know I know how it works. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I mean, basically, Andy, it's a great way for someone who may not have access to um, player prop parlays and things like that. If you're looking to put together some fantasy players that you have, some angles that you have from a player perspective, you can go to the prize picks app, combine them all together into one entry, and get, I think it's, what, up to 10 to 1 odds um, if it's all four legs or something like that? Yeah, and we actually we do have a promo code, which if you do want to support the show, we would ask you to use. That would be great. And you also receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks when you use the promo code BBB. Just BBB. Brown bag bets was way too long. Just BBB. That's super easy. Three Bs in a row. I'm not even sure that's case sensitive, but I'd capitalize it anyway. And we are going to do a little bit of it. We'll do we'll do some fun <clears throat> some fun contests here or some fun giveaways. Basically, we'll do we'll start out with this one where you need to win a four legger, a ten timer. So not only if you hit one of these, like like Alex just said. You get ten times your money. Whatever you wager on this, uh, you know, on this on this entry, you get ten times your money. But on top of that, we will throw in a free subscription to BetSpurts Pro, which is the pro paid paywalled subscription. It gets you lots more features on the app. You can see a few other things, a lot of the sharp stats, some other things. Uh, you get some stats as far as, especially once you get to football season. Yeah. And a lot of people like to look at the bet splits from this book or that book. We'll give you the bet splits from our app. Let you know exactly everybody who's entered picks on a certain game. You can see, you know, everybody across the bet splits universe, how many people are betting on which sides of uh, what NFL games, uh, along with a lot of other stuff. So, if you hit a four legger, a four player, a four, yeah, I don't know what we call it, a four player entry. A f- it doesn't, and you know what? It doesn't have to be any of the sports we talk about. You can mix sports too on this. So you can do a golf slash baseball. Maybe that'll be a fun contest. We have to do four different sports. Once we get to the fall, like it has to be a football, basketball, hockey, baseball, or something. I'm not sure if it all overlaps. Once we get to the equinox, but we'll yeah, win, a, win a four-legger, take a screenshot, enjoy your 10 times money, and also get a free subscription to BetSports Pro. Hit me up if you have any questions on that. It's pretty straightforward, but use promo code BBB. And yeah, let's get to Montreal. Tennis is back in Canada. This is what I'm excited about. Um, play is underway right now, but we got a bunch, 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 bunch of picks um, for this afternoon. Some of them are going to be tomorrow. Um, I think a handful of these are later this afternoon, and um, a couple of them are tomorrow. Jessica Pagula, minus 120. I actually played this at a worse number when it opened. Um, 
She's down to minus 120. I have her out to like minus 150 or so in this matchup. She is playing Annette Contivate, a very solid player, but hasn't been good on hard courts. It's had kind of a mediocre season. I think Pagula here is flying under the radar simply because she had a less than stellar grass and less than stellar play season, but hard courts is where she makes her hay. So grabbing here on the money line, minus 120, and also 2-0, Andy, which we can also find. That's an exact score, 2-0 or minus one and a half sets, something like that. Um, should be right around plus 190. I like that there. I think she can take care of business in two. Um, it's back. Coco Goss playing tennis, Andy. So you know what we're going to do? I saw that. And we're just going to go with the over here. I didn't like the, the the over two and a half sets. It seems like the market prices have adjusted down on those a little bit. I'm not finding as big of edges in those markets. But over 20 and a half, over 21, over 21 and a half, at better than standard juice, all looks good. Coco Goff overs are back. It's just a lot of fun, people. I think you're going to enjoy it. It generally goes well for us. This is a big underdog play. Um, Ludmilla Samsonova is playing against Elena Rybakina. Rybakina is someone that we backed in outrights. I like her. She's one of the better players on tour. But Samsonova is someone that was on a very sharp upward trajectory, had a great grass season, was very good on hard courts to start the year. And for whatever reason, is plus 255 in a matchup where I have her like plus 160, plus 170, somewhere in that range. Um, and getting four and a half games when I have it again around three, three and a half games. So a couple pretty solid edges for for me here again, Samson overcoming off a longer break. So maybe not being informed, not having a feel for the surface might be a little bit of a disadvantage, but again, I'm not too worried. Rabakina coming off a long break um, has never played in Canada before, I believe. So like Samson over here, another over Kudamatova and Putin Seva over 21 games. Um, we'll play this out to minus 120 or better. looks like you can get that done. Um, should be a very competitive match. Kudamatova is someone I like to back. Uh, Putin Seva in solid form. Putin Seva might actually kind of upset this a little bit, but I, I have in almost every scenario, I have this at like seven, five, six, three, something like that. So um, even a little better, like over 21 there. And then Anastasia Potapova. I know this is an angle you like, Andy. She comes through qualifying, is a plus 170 dog against Shelby Rogers, who hasn't played too much good tennis outside of Charleston and a few other small American well, tournaments. Charleston, so, too. Charleston, too. I think. Or I, don't, I don't know. I just say, I'm just saying that. There I was a third Charleston. That's true. It's just the best. But again, outside of those kind of comfy confines, he's really struggled. So plus 170. I love the qualifier here. Anastasia Potapova, a handful of bets for us. Again, I think uh, most of these are this afternoon. Some might be tomorrow. Yeah, I do think uh, I think both the totals are over. I think Kudermatova and the golf matches are tomorrow. So look at that. Um, but again, this is, uh, I don't know. I don't know what our audience looks like as far as time zone. I'm guessing a lot of North Americans. So if it is North Americans, this will be stuff that does not happen by the time we talk about it tomorrow. So we'll probably give you a little reminder. I think a lot of the matches are happening. It, I mean, it depends. Yeah, they on start at eleven o'clock. They start about thirty minutes before the show every day. So yeah, that's going to be kind of tough. Again, a lot of that stuff will be happening while we're here. But try to get you ahead as much as you can. Yeah, just be ready. Be ready for it tomorrow. So. All right, um, yeah, a quick shout to the sponsor, WinBet. And you know what? Yetis are done. You're, you missed it. I might, bring them, I might bring them back sometime. I don't care. <laughs> but it is close to football season, so as we go, I think I'm going to highlight some of the – I just was scrolling to see what we had for NFL lines up at WinBet, and they have a literal crap load 
of future markets up a lot more. And maybe it's because other books just put them in so many different places and so many sub menus. And WinBet just has a massive list of everything. You can bet a ton of different futures markets. I found some fun ones at the bottom. You know, you can use our link, sign up for WinBet if you're in one of the legal states, get your $500 risk-free bet, which I would probably not use on a future bet. But I found a fun one this morning we can talk about for a second. Noops, you already bet somebody in this market. A little bit of a longer shot if you want to talk about that before I get into mine. It's um, Jameis Winston. I believe he's uh, 25 to 1 at win bet here. It's mostly a play on him getting the starting job. You know, based on what I've seen and heard in camp, he seems to be getting a lot more of the, the starting reps. We saw what Taysom Hill could do last year, and it wasn't anything spectacular. So I think if you're going to approach this, from the idea that you're going to have this guy for all season. I think it's going to be Jameis Winston. And we know one thing Jameis Winston loves to do is to throw interceptions. And I think he's going to get chances down there. Yes, New Orleans does love to run the ball, but it's still a pretty fast-paced, high-octane offense even when they do play. So 25-1, to 1, I think I'm just kind of getting ahead of the announcement that he's going to start. That's kind of what it is, Andy, because if he does get a starting job, I mean, isn't he in the top three to five in this market? Yeah, I looked back at that, and obviously he didn't play last year, but uh, you know who led the league in uh, interceptions last year thrown? Uh, I don't remember. Was it Mr. Mayfield? Thomas Brady. And then there's a bit of a qualifier to that. It was actually a three-way tie between Wentz, Drew Locke, and Tom Brady. Obviously, you know, Wentz and Locke didn't play the full season. They'd have probably taken the, the title there, but those three men led the league with 15 each, which is actually a pretty low total. Um, you know, I'm not going to get super deep into this. Maybe I will later on a deep dive or something, but with any, you know, any award market, you got to start going back and looking at the different permutations of how a season can go. Like with a lot right. of these, you can't like Jordan love listed. Don't bet on Jordan love. That's a crazy bet. Like there, there's some, there's some people up there. You might not want to take, even if you think fields might not be good. There's a decent chance that the, the coaching staff sticks with Andy Dalton for a bit or goes back to Dalton. Jimmy G is listed further down. Like Jimmy G was one of the leaders two years ago, actually 2019. So that's what I kind of was talking about with the league lead was 15 last year. The year before that, there were six men that had more, more than that. Obviously Winston with his 30 interception performance, Mayfield to 21 rivers. Who's no longer in the league with 20 Kyle Allen, probably not a guy we're going to worry about this year, <laughs> 16, but Jimmy G and Mr. Goff had 16 apiece, and golf was in a lot better place. So I don't like going chalk chalk here, but if I did have to bet this golf at eight to one is kind of interesting to me, just based off the fact that like he threw 16, two years ago under decent circumstances with a good coach that was able to help him. I mean, we've all seen all the reports about how often the, you know, Mr. McVay is in his helmet pre-snap telling him exactly what to do. He's going to just a miserable situation. You know, they lost both of their good receivers up there um, in, in the lot in Detroit. And they have Brashad Perriman, Tyrrell Williams and Khalif Raymond as your projected three starters. You have a lunatic head coach. You have Anthony Lynn as the OC. And really, you go scenario-wise, like the Jimmy G thing, I was going to say, you probably, if Jimmy G's bad, they're probably just going to go to Lance. Like, he might throw 10 interceptions in five games, but he's not going to get to 30 because he's just not going to play anymore. He might even get traded before the season somewhere else. Who knows what happens there? So, Goff is a situation where I think they're probably tanking. And they might just say, do you think they'll bench him or did they bring in? I I don't recognize Tim Boyle. 
or David Tim, Blah. Tim Tim Doyle and David Blah are not people that they're like, hey, let's see what we have with this guy. They are yeah. absolutely backups for a reason. They're not going to be starters. They're probably going to be looking to draft a quarterback here coming up in the next draft or two. So they would be tanking, I would think, and they'd be fine leaving him in. So, and again, they're projected to be a top five toughest schedule as far as imposing defenses. Third overall for a pass efficiency defenses face. So you got a shitty coach probably. You've got terrible receivers. You've got a worse situation because he's not having well, the receivers that are going to try to throw deep to. Those are guys that they, that they want to go deep, right? I mean, yeah. he should be chucking balls to those guys. Chucking it to the safety. So I think it is a decent situation. I'm going to go on a little bit of eight to one. I do like your Jameis play quite a bit. If he gets the, I mean, if he gets the, the job, he's definitely in the mix because he's a wild card. The only thing I do worry about is if they flip flop a little back before him and, uh, and uh, the tight end that's starting down there as well. So, yeah, yeah take a I look like at the, that. Okay. I like the golf look, and it looks like they're maybe overvaluing like rookies here a little bit. Like you talked about Fields. I mean, not only might he not start, but are they really going to let these guys throw enough? Like, is Trevor Lawrence going to get enough opportunities to throw the most interceptions? You think? Yeah, and I, I think a lot of those rookies actually have better receivers than some of the things we're having in Detroit. Yeah, they're looking at, you know, people like Darnold and Lawrence and, you know, Fields. Even further down, you can find some uh, some other younger receiver or younger second-year second guys. And just some of those guys aren't going to have the situations to where they can throw 25 interceptions. So I like Goff quite a bit. I like the Jameis look just because he is absolutely live to throw 30 again. And, yeah. Check these out on WinBet. There's a ton. We're going to go through a couple more of these as the week goes on. David Blow, Purdue legend. And then, of course, tonight, that speaking name? of it's the Lions. Well, I just I, I forgot that the Lions were the team tonight on the deep dive. I just built myself some instant stuff to talk about <laughs> in the, the quarterback situation. But, yeah, the deep dives will roll on. Last week we're pre-recorded. Tonight will be normal time live at 8 Eastern on YouTube. Check it out. We'll be Bears and Lions. Some very interesting quarterback situations there. So check that out tonight. And uh, obviously, you know what's coming Wednesday then. Win bet. Win bet. Win bet Wednesday. See you guys.